0: What's up, everybody? This is Dr. Bo with the Dr. Bo Knows Nothing Show. And today I got to sit down with one of my best friends, Pastor Dustin Langley. Great guy. Um, He's really going to dive in today on how faith, fasting, and prayer um, is a a way to get where you want to go, mental health-wise, spiritual health-wise, physical health, career paths, whatever that might be. We're going to give you a way to kind of manage some stress and to take all the noise that might be going on and bring it back into more of a manageable set of systems. And so I'm excited for you to get a little tips on uh, mental health and some ways to actually work on it, not just be aware of it, which is important, but at some point we got to take some action. And so today it's really awesome. We're going to go through all this and you're going to be able to take some things away with you that you can do today to start changing your life for the better, even if it's already good. Why not be better? Thank you for being here. Love you, appreciate you, and I'm excited for you to get on with the show. Have a good day. Well, welcome, Pastor Dustin Langley, one of my best friends and one of the best pastors, in my opinion, uh, in the area. It's really cool to have you here, even though I just saw you like two hours ago.
1: Yeah, that's right. (laughs) So
0: so welcome, buddy. I'm glad you're here.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, When you asked me to come join and do this, I was kind of like, well you know, do I have anything to say? But then I realized (laughs) that I could sit down and talk with Bo Mullen about pretty much, excuse me, Dr. Bo Mullen. I don't ask for that, but thank you. Yeah, I know. I like to say it. You did the work.
0: There you go. (laughs) Right on, dude. Well, no, it'll be, it'll be good. I honestly, this microphone I mentioned in one of my other videos, I bought five years ago because I was going to start a podcast then. And it was like brand new in the box still. So that part was good, but sometimes You think there's not a lot to say, and then all of a sudden, an hour's coming up, and you're needing to hit cut. So I would love to dive in. The point, again, I talked to you a little bit about this. The point of this show is to give mental, spiritual, and physical health knowledge back to people so that they can start taking some active steps. And now, not everybody should do things on their own. In fact, nobody should do things on their own. But I think when you just take the first step on your own and and see that, it, hey, I didn't blow up, and this is okay it does make you open to that vulnerability of coming to someone for some help or advice or guidance. Um, So I think the biggest thing just to start with would be, who are you? And I think your story of kind of how you came into ministry is cool. And then kind of give us a flyover view of like, since ministry, this is kind of where we've been and where we are now.
1: Yeah, um, I got into ministry. Let's see. Gosh. 2010 2011 so i got saved 2009 we'll just make it short right got out of the coast guard served four years in the coast guard got out figured out my life a little bit more after that went through some hard stuff and uh ended up getting back in church so you had grown up
0: it kind of in and out of church. It wasn't foreign, but it wasn't yeah. a language you spoke fluently yet, right?
1: Right. Yeah. It was it was just friends brought me, right? My yeah. mom brought me to Sunday school a few times. So I had a foundation that I believed in God. Just mm-hmm. didn't, you know, we didn't read the Bible. You know, I very prayed different the from how
0: our households operate today, right?
1: Yeah, I would yeah. say so. And I yeah. just prayed that prayer and I, you know, now I lay me down to sleep. Pray the Lord, my soul to keep. And that's mm-hmm. that's about it. That was the extent of my uh in home spiritual yeah. uh, guidance. Which is so, such an
0: ominous prayer for a little kid, by the way.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Scary, right? right? I mean, I don't want to die.
0: No, <laughs> even me now, me I don't want to die. die, right? So, <laughs> so okay. Inside, so you grew up with a little bit. And then after you got out of the Coast Guard, you get saved. And then kind of what? where do we go from there?
1: Yeah, then I um, started going to church. Uh, I, I don't know if we're mentioning names and stuff in here. or yeah, what, If you want what to. I should be saying. Yeah, I don't think there's going, any
0: copyright infringement.
1: No, I started going to Christian Faith Center in Mill Creek. A friend brought me. I got kind of saved, committed, dedicated my life there to to Jesus, and uh, started going to seminary with my GI Bill from the military. So, uh, three months after getting saved.
0: I feel like we need to just pause there because I don't think the people that see you now, right? They're like, okay, yeah, that's awesome. It's a cool story. But imagine being three months into anything and committing your career and your life and everything too I mean that was a talk about a leap of faith like Indiana Jones Invisible Bridge style you know what I mean that's pretty big
1: yeah that was it was a huge jump but I just felt so called I just felt called I felt like this is where I needed to be that it's almost as if I was like pushing God away my entire life because I I felt like he had something for me I just didn't want to commit yeah and then finally answering the call and just being I was sold out just all in I mean I he radically changed my life in a couple of months and so i was like yeah i'm i'm gonna go for it i mean this is awesome what i want to do
0: following that that gut feeling right the intuition that we've been given
1: yeah that's the holy spirit the the prompting that Mm -hmm. i believe that the holy spirit gives us and it's and it's you want to have a peace about that decision too and i had total peace about the decision being made and so i followed that and that uh, brought me to meeting my wife she was already working at the church and that's right um, we got married in 2011, so we only dated for eight months. I proposed, got married in 2011.
0: Well, longer uh, than three months, the, like the last time, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: you know, we're moving pretty quick in all areas and facets of my life at that point. Yeah, but and you're also uh, what,
0: 25, 6, 7 at this point?
1: I would have been 24 when I met Robin, my wife. Yeah. Uh, we have three kids now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, 24. Then we got, I was married at 25. So in June there you go. of 2011.
0: Well, and a 24 year old post Coast Guard and living on his own for a while is maybe a little different than the, the one doing the six year at university, right? There's, there's a yeah. different level of maturity and uh, experience with that. So you guys get married. Are you still in school at this point?
1: Yeah, I was, okay. I was in school because um, I, you know, did schooling after the fact. So I was only about a year in to my bachelor degree a year and a half no year yeah. and a half probably about a year and a half almost two years in okay to my i had like two more years of school left when i got married so and, and that's that's kind of how it, it just it all began to snowball in a good right. way right yeah. just yeah, down. For And then, sure. I, then, then i came on to church staff at christian Base center Um, And worked
0: there for what like six seven years or so let's
1: see it would have been 2011 to to 2018
0: 2018. yeah seven plus years
1: yeah seven years pastoring and ministering there and and it's a large church right you know eight nine thousand members so doing pastoral care um, (laughs) helps ministry and campus pastor it was just that's kind of how I got started by being in an environment like that it really Opened up the door for uh, meeting lots of great people, cool people, right. and it helped me grow personally, honestly, because yeah. I'm managing and 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 dealing and counseling so uh, so many people more than I could personally handle. So,
0: so and this is something. I mean, I know we'll get into where you are now, and I want to talk about the church and the the works and the things that have happened there and that story of building it because I just think it's awesome. But looking at You with a 9,000 or so member church, uh, I was there a few times. The building is huge, you get lost in it if you don't know where you're going. How do you then be a 20 something year old new pastor? You're new on staff, you're fairly newly married, you're starting to have kids, and then all of a sudden you have tens, if not a hundred plus people all the time emailing, knocking. Help me with this, help me with that. I don't know what to do. I need advice. What would you do? What should I pray for? What Bible verse fits for this? All those things that I've asked you over time, right? You get all of those every single day. And you have to be the one that doesn't get to say, I don't know. You always are expected at least to have that good, solid, thanks for telling me that, Pastor. And then you have to go home and leave all that and be it a hundred percent for your wife and kids. How yeah. was that? Because I know I've had moments where I had to drastically take a step back and just where am I spending my time? Because I'm strapped and I'm not doing it in my priorities. This is obviously a priority, but how did you balance like the newness of that with the newness of your, not newness of your faith, but the this new scope of your faith and being able to teach it now and family life? Where, where were some things that you noticed, okay, this is what I need to change to make this work?
1: Yeah, there, do. I mean, the, yeah, there's there's a huge balance. And that I think that's what you, it's almost like it's learning on the go, right on the job yeah. training is what it is. <laughs> yeah. And so, but it's it's putting into practice, um, spiritual disciplines that you learn when you read the Bible. Right. And so and even just finding godly men and women who are already doing it well. And the reality Mm -hmm. is, you know, Pastor Casey and Wendy Treat, they were doing it well. They'd um, been doing ministry for 30 plus years by the time I was there and always busy, always traveling, always going. And so having good examples too was great and being able to then see that and how it can you know, having, being successful, being spiritual, being godly, Mm -hmm. um, you know, not partaking in the in the things of this world, so to speak, and (laughs) also managing family, friends, lifestyle, all that Um, it could be done, I had seen it, and it was being done. And so I then was able to um, incorporate some of that in my own life. So just taking moments uh, for myself. praying and meditating the huge things we're not talking about new age transcendental meditation (laughs) type stuff we're talking about scriptural meditation right in the bible we see being able to meditate on god's word and meditating on it day and night it says in in joshua chapter one and so by doing that meditating on god's word replacing many of the worldly anxious stressful whatever Mm -hmm all the things that you find and navigate in one day, but taking a a moment for yourself to pray and meditate on something that is a promise from God and more true than my current feelings at that Mm -hmm. time, helped me decompress, it helped me relieve stress. Like managing your transitions well in a spiritual manner is a good thing. So not coming straight from work and going into my house the moment I get home taking three minutes in the driveway, letting my wife know in advance that this is what I'm going to be doing moving Mm -hmm. forward so that I can come in and be dad. Right. Right. And that I can come in and, and be a good husband instead of just one thing to the next, because you have to decompress. You have to, I pray, I meditate, I pray in the Holy spirit. I do all these things to help manage those emotions and my life. And so managing those transitions well through spiritual means such as praying and meditating was key to keeping and maintaining that balance.
0: Well, I think that is, in my opinion, the first best step anybody can take is to simply, even if you don't know what to do, like you said, you just sit in the driveway for three extra minutes and just be still. Right. And like, how many people do you hear say, all these people talk about God told them this and God moved them to to do this and change their heart. And I don't ever hear God. I don't know what he sounds like. I don't know what it feels like. And my first thought is, well, have you given him the opportunity to call you, right? Like, have you stopped moving enough to hear what he's saying? And I, like you said, the only way to do it is to eliminate the world, which is a dark ish, quiet place in my opinion, right. Where there's, you know, you're safe, you know, you can sit with your eyes closed and be good and just wait. Right. I think, too many times in the world we're doing and what can I do what can I do what can I do and I think there's times where you just need to receive right just receive the love you've been missing and receive the word you were looking for so that you can integrate it which doesn't mean it plugs in like software right it's okay I think I heard this I'm going to seek some godly counsel I'm going to examine that a little more I'm going to look for some scripture to back that up I'm going to pray for a few more days and I'm going to see where I'm at by Saturday right like Yeah. Even that process. I don't think people take, let alone their spiritual health or mental health, even like their job, right? They get home and it's done and boom, I'm home. Oh, I wake up, I go again. I come home, I go again. And there's never this like, just plan, right? Like what does next week look like? What do you want to work like this for the rest of your life? Well, no. Okay. What are you doing about it? Well, I'm going to work. Well, that's dumb. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I don't mean to say dumb, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But I think that's, that's good. Is that there is progress that can be made in a somewhat surrenderish like of act, right? Like being still yeah. doesn't mean quitting sometimes. And I think that's what I forget a lot. And I think it's easy to do. Yeah, um I agree. Okay. So we work at Christian Faith Center. We're, we're kind of cruising along, you're getting your rhythm. You're kind of finding at this point, if I'm you know, thinking of your story correctly, you're sort of finding where am I really good at being a pastor, right? Like, man, it really seems like these few avenues, I am really, really naturally gifted at this. Um, In my opinion, speaking is one of them, Uh, discernment of how to respond appropriately without your heart getting in the way. It's just, it's been an admirable thing I've seen. So moving that personality now and saying, okay, for any other, for any reason under the sun, Christian Faith Center just wasn't, pulling you like it used to. And there was this drive to kind of get out on your own and try your own thing someday. Right. And, um, circumstances aside, because that story is a whole nother podcast. When you guys did decide to step out, I think, you know, what people don't know is that when you left and decided to start your own church, we had no idea. You had no idea where you were going to go. You didn't have building, maybe it'd be in a hotel or another school. And then COVID was happening not too long after that. So we couldn't do schools. Um, where was that, that anchor where every single day you just knew, okay, that sucked and this sucked, but here's our mission. And to not be deterred from that, I think is super powerful. What was it that you and Robin maybe did together or separately that was different than the past because your stressors amplified? Did you guys find ways to kind of manage that differently than you had managed like the the status quo before basically
1: yeah I think it was so all in the moment right when we made the decision that we yeah, want to plant the church and so but we did take it was like a four week period where um we made the final decision right we right. talked about it initially with our previous leadership and um you know it seemed like an okay thought or idea right mm-hmm. and then and then it wasn't and then <laughs> <laughs> um and so but we prayed and we fasted for four weeks is what we did. Um, you know, I think when we're making any major decision in life, you know, you don't want to just do it on a whim. Um, and then it usually major decisions are stressful, right? They're, they're difficult. I mean, they're taxing on your time and energy. They, they usually take from you in some regard. And so being able to combat those, um, I guess those, those, I guess what comes with the hard, hard decision with those right. feelings and emotions and, and things that come with that, it, you really have to be able to fight back and also replenish, be supplied, be filled up. And so prayer and fasting is one way of doing that. Like that is how it's like a spiritual battle, but it's also, it's, it's how we fight. I mean, right. as, as a Christian, as a pastor, And so that's what Robin and I did. We prayed and we fasted for four weeks to come to the conclusion and make the final decision on, you know, that we were going to plant a church. And Mm -hmm. I think that's a big part of overall spiritual health when it comes to being a Christian. If we're talking about spirituality, we're talking about being a Christian, following Jesus, as knowing the tools that you have at your disposal to fight when you feel like there's nothing you can do in the physical And so that's what we did is we started to pray and fast because all throughout the Bible, you see um, stories and instances of people who are making major decisions Mm -hmm. and they don't just do it flippantly. You know, they do it through a process of prayer, fasting, worship. And these are all spiritual disciplines that we can use to make these decisions. And I go back to even thinking about Jesus. The one time a man brought his, uh, comes to Jesus distraught, you know, he, but he sees the miracles that Jesus Mm -hmm. has been performing. And I I talked about this on Sunday. So you, I mean, you you know, the story in the Bible anyways, but the man comes to him and, and wants his son healed. He's like, my son has been oppressed right since birth. He's been thrown into the fire, into the water, and he's He's been afflicted in so many ways, and there has been no way for him to be healed. He has no freedom from this oppression, from this spirit or this demon, they say, right?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And the disciples even tried to cast the spirit out. And the man said, hey, your disciples couldn't cast this oppressive spirit off of my son. And Jesus, you know, he steps in and he Mm -hmm. prays, he lays hands on and was able to cast the demon out. And so we ask ourselves, well, why? But Jesus follows up and says exactly why. He says, this kind only comes out through prayer and fasting, which leads me to believe that, okay, if some demons or some things can only be cast out through prayer and fasting, then that means there are some battles in my life that can only be won through also prayer and fasting, which is why we chose to pray and fast when we made this decision, because we didn't want to make this decision and make a wrong one, right? Cause it uh, really it was, wasn't
0: your, yeah. it was your choice, but it wasn't about you, right? Right. It right. was
1: it, it was about the people too that were that we were a- out here pastoring mm-hmm. and making sure that we were doing the right thing, not leading them astray, but even starting the church, right? Am I doing the wrong thing here? Like, <laughs> right. am I doing it out of a selfish ambition? But I didn't feel that. And we didn't feel that. We were like, God is calling us to plant a church. And we prayed and fasted and heard without a shadow of a doubt, regardless of what was promised and not given. Mm-hmm. Um, we still chose to plant a church because we knew we heard from God.
0: And I am, I'm really glad you brought up fasting because that was one of my big things I wanted to chat about today. Um, physiologically, we won't go super deep into this, but um, a, a two to four day fast, even water fasting is um, on a cellular level regenerative. And that's probably where I'll leave that. You guys can run to Dr. Google, be careful. Um, But it it is cellularly regenerative at the three to four day mark. Um, And that's as cool as it sounds. The big thing though, with fasting, it doesn't need to be water fast. It doesn't need to be no food, right? And I think that's Mm -hmm. something that a lot of people don't, I didn't necessarily understand that. Okay. So for me personally, right now, our church. Dustin and Robin's church and everybody members and stuff is doing 21 days of prayer and fasting. And so a lot of people are doing what's called a Daniel fast. It's basically like, like the most basic vegetables and broth. And that's about it. That's what you get. Like lentils, very, very nuts, fruit, just super, super basic, almost like wilderness food. Right. Um, And personally for me and Dustin's doing something a little tweaked from that. I kind of switched last minute to, the morning I get up super early and I I would, I started doing like workouts and devotionals and reading and journaling. And it has shifted to, I read my Bible app and then I put it down so I can watch sports center and I can do this or do that and whatever. Right. And I just, the other day, I just kind of heard this. What I would say was a a push from God that that's my time, bro. Like you're getting up before everybody to do all this work. Like that's for me and you to hang out. You can do some of this stuff when you get home from work. And so I've, taken out things that were in the way of my priorities, and I'm doing my priorities first. And then when I'm done with those, now I can go to my feel good habit or my couch spot or my show or my book or whatever that is. Um, And so fasting doesn't even have to be food, right? It can be simply removing something that's taking the place of a higher priority figure, which is God, right? And so you take it and the way we put it in is, okay, if I'm taking out my sports center time, I'm going to read another devotional and I'm going to meditate for 15 minutes on it because I don't yeah. do that, right? And so I think fasting sounds like, oh, can't do that. Um, but you can because it could literally be like, you want to stop drinking dairy creamer, so you switch to almond milk. Like, that's a, that's technically the start of a fast, right? It's yeah, You could probably do better, but it's a start. Um, and so that's something that I think when you do actually consistently replace it when the excitement wears off from giving something up for a sacrifice to something else, but you keep going, right? Like, yeah, that's what we're asking for from God. Hey, when this doesn't make sense for me, can you just come in and like make it work? And he's just sitting there going like, yeah, "Yeah, man, can you show me that you can too? Or and I don't want to paraphrase for God. I'm not going to put words in his mouth, but (laughs) he likes us to come to him. He likes the, yeah. Hey man, I'm, I want this. I'm giving this away to you because you're more important than that to me. Um, yeah. And making those kind of big choices, I think can really open up your mind to what else has been a negative influence on me and what other positive influences have I been ignoring. Um, mm-hmm. And so fasting, honestly, if, if you guys want more info, reach out to Dustin peninsula life.com or find him on Instagram because or email um, Dustin at peninsula life.com. Yeah. Um, the Daniel fast is really cool. And I think you guys have good resources for it. So yeah. Um, Plus, if you're in Gig Harbor and you want to check out a cool church, you should come hang out on Sundays.
1: That's right. Uh,
0: but yeah, man, I think I think fasting is something that I'm really grateful that you guys turned us on to that because it genuinely in my life has been noticeably different following a fast. Yeah. Um, and I think the mental health side effect ultimately of that is what's so noticeable is that there's a clear picture of what you really want. There's a clear picture of what you really need in your life. Um, so many times we we hear people you know they declutter and they're like yeah I don't miss any of that stuff I threw out how many <laughs> how many of us have cluttered spiritual and mental health lives right we need to get that right. stuff out exactly um, and so i guess that's something to move into now is like we have a lot of help inside the church walls our church what i love about it is it's constantly going out into the community and trying to help our own backyard and also on a worldwide approach what are some things that that you've seen lacking in our community that you kind of have a vision for, for the future, whether it be three years, 10 years, 20 years, where do you see the foundation that you've built kind of expanding to be bigger, be a, be a bigger impact?
1: Yeah, I think, well, I've, I've prayed and fasted a lot about this, right? (laughs) There you go. (laughs) <laughs> because that that's one thing, too, is fasting is, and these spiritual disciplines, w- when making any major decision is is an essential thing to do. We see it in the Bible everywhere. Uh, the disciples before they even appointed a new elder or a new disciple to come alongside them when Judas Iscariot got cast out right they, or when he died, mm-hmm. um, they prayed and they fasted. And so that's one one thing that I'll continue to do when thinking about the future of our church, but mostly lately, God has put it in my heart to just be kind of, I've always talked about just being a, like a lighthouse, a beacon in -hmm. a dark place. Right. And I think that has to happen through practical methods. And that's why, you know, we want to keep growing, not only the physical or not just spiritually and sharing the gospel, but even just the physical footprint that we have here in the community here in Gig Harbor. That's why we built this building.
0: Um,
1: And we're also, I'm believing we're going to expand and build more. So that's one thing that we plan on doing is building another facility and another structure so that we can do more. We wanna be able to have a facility for the adults and then also for the kids and for the youth. Yeah. So that that would that's the that's the number one goal right now I guess I should say when it comes to physical tangible things here at the church campus we want to build another facility. Mm-hmm. And we want to be able to make the one that building that we're in now completely used for youth and kids so that they have a full space to be able to, I mean, put we can put basketball hoops up in the parking lots over Seriously. here, you know, all kinds of stuff. And so let that be an outreach to the high school that's just down the road, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? yep and so uh be, let it be a place where kids can come to even after school maybe on on a day or two of the week and then a youth group on one of the weekday uh, evenings. so that that's what I see for the community in regard for our youth. We also want to partner with some of the great resources and that's that's one thing that that I always say to our church and that's a vision that I have and will continue to have for the church is, you know, we don't always have to reinvent the wheel. We should also and sh- and will partner with people who are already doing it and yep. can do it better than we can or ever will. Because... Mm-hmm what's the point in me having a uh, a turkey drive when the basket brigade has one every year and they yeah. reach 800 families and I would hand out 30 turkeys why not partner with them donate to them mm-hmm. and send our congregation there to serve and help so that's what we did this year yeah. and that, and that's what we do with the food backpack for kids every month too here in this area so Families, If you're ever out there and you need food for your families, look into the food backpack for kids. We do a food drive yeah. for them every month in the church. Um, and also, when we get to some more practical outlets for the community, I want to, as we grow the facility, you know, I could see us having maybe our own food pantry, right? Because it'd be great yeah. if people who are here on a Sunday or on a and want just need food for their family could walk in, grab more food. We have a small one out on the road. We partner with the Gig Harbor, the Midday Rotary Club and They put up a little food pantry right there, yeah, out on right the the parking lot, yep, yep. And so, we try to stock that and they stock it so anybody walking by or driving by could stop and grab something. But we want things like that. And I yep. could also see us having some counseling uh resources as well. We we'll get some actual licensed counselors here, you know, on church staff, um, right. that could be paid through the church and, and that could be a resource to our own members and maybe even to the community if we had enough.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I think a lot of what you're saying too, there's, I'm sitting here thinking like, how does somebody that doesn't live here and can't walk into your office and talk to you, how do they find if they're in a brand new city, what do you do, right? How do I meet people? How do I get involved? And I think just that, right? Find a couple churches, find a food backpacks for kids or whatever it's called in, in your area. There's a thing in the Midwest called Hush, Help Us Stop Hunger. Um, they have hunters and things that'll donate uh, meat that they're not Keeping or they open up for dough season and then those get donated. Whatever there's always something for the region. And I think, you know, when we asked earlier, like, what do I do for my mental health? Just to take the first step and uh, meditation on the prayer, I think is great. Finding some things to replace for even a week or so to in a in a fast like situation. But I think when you find yourself, I've never met anyone and I've never had this experience where I went somewhere new to volunteer and to give my time away or my talents, or be open to even just volunteering anything I have. I've never had that be a bad experience. I've never not met somebody that stayed in my life from something like that. And so I think that's a step two, because my big thing is, again, what somebody's listening to this, okay, what do I do? I don't even really know how to pray. I've hardly ever read the Bible. And for that, I would say the Bible app itself, like just a brown Bible, um, there's plans and there is Any kind of plan you could think of, anxiety, love, anger, depression, doubt, fear, careers, business, whatever it is, there is a plan and then the hundreds of them that you can pick and it's very simple, it's five to 10 minutes and I think just getting the wheels turning with that would be great, but getting your feet moving because the reality is like, God, they don't, you don't want us to just sit on knowledge, right, there's, what's good is knowing the whole Bible if we don't share it or use it, and so you may not be equipped like you think you should, um, meaning that you don't have the church experience. you don't know the books of the Bible all the way through. who knows, right? right. Um, the reality is is like those are the people that he wants to use. Those are the stories that look where you came from and the choice you made to start and look where I've helped you go. Yeah. And so that would be my big encouragement to a lot of people listening is find somewhere like this, find a food bank, find a church, find someone that volunteers and just go, give a little, right? And I think when you give and you see people receive love and help, I think it, again, it makes it easier for you to do that. And when you fully do that, I think is when you step into who you're meant to be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, I, I could echo all of that and agree <laughs> with that say, amen then to yeah. all that, cause right. yeah, we all have gifts and talents and we should be using them.
0: For sure, man. Well, coming up kind of on the end, one of my questions I I wanted to get out of you a little bit was what not what's next so much, but like, I get. I guess in a way, like, what can we go, what can we do from here? I sort of answered it on the, on the last segment of getting involved, but other than the Bible app and other than people in people's community that they could reach out to, do you have anything that you give to people? I know we talked about meditation, but again, more action steps at all of just how to kind of start getting into Cause honestly the world of prayer and, and church and Christianity and faith is overwhelming, not in a bad way all the time, but um, you're always looking at like what other people know or what they said, or I didn't know what he meant. I have to look that up. Um, what, how could you speak to the comfort of getting into church, right? Like getting over that and mm-hmm. just being open to what you really need to be there for.
1: Yeah. I think the, the biggest thing forgetting maybe you're just wanting to jump back into church because yeah it was a part of your childhood or what you grew up on maybe you walked away or maybe you don't go to church at all but you're thinking you know what i've had a lot of questions about god and i'd like them answered yeah um for me like because I guess I'm rooted in my doctrine and my theology, you know, I'd be looking for like assemblies of God churches or four square churches, some Mm -hmm. non-denominational churches, but I know what I'm looking for in their statements of faith, but you might not because you have no idea or anybody, right. You might not know what statements of faith even are. So, you know, just do the, uh, do the, give it the eye test when you show up to a Sunday morning or whatever, Mm -hmm. does it, does it feel okay? Does it feel right? Do the people treat you well? Um, get some advice from other people that you know, who are a Christian, you know, mm-hmm. about the church that you want to go to. But even you can start by listening to podcasts and finding yeah. um, an entryway into hearing the gospel, right? And so mm-hmm. you can listen. I, I really like even Levi Lusco's a great guy. He's easy yeah. to listen to. Um, yeah, I, I agree appreciate, with that. You know, I appreciate his moral character and the way that he conducts himself in his family life. And so people like that. And if you're wanting to get really heady, if you want some information, because you're just, uh, uh you, you're an academic, you, mm-hmm. you love that. I mean, listen to guys like William Lane Craig, this guy will talk about philosophy and Bible and creation and uh cosmology so creation of the universe so if you're looking for for some real evidence on why god can potentially exist i'm not going to be the one that's going to prove him to you but if you want some expert opinion then william lane craig is a great guy because he loves apologetics which is a defense Mm -hmm. of the gospel and he'll give you information. i mean he's has degrees in philosophy and um and even he dabbles a little bit into um astrology as well so um I think somebody like William Lane Craig would really cater to an individual who might be listening right now who just who wants that factual information knowledge, you can back it up with what the world says. But it's also confirmed in the Bible, you know, somebody like me, you, um, I mean, I love that stuff. I I, I listen to those guys, which is why I even know their names, right. But I I don't have a degree um, in mathematics or science or philosophy or anything like that, but William Lane Craig is a perfect guy to listen to when you want to get some very good information on that. So that's where I'd say, start with those podcasts and work your way in to, and and then just start visiting some churches in the area um, and find out what's a good fit. Maybe you want music, maybe you want the message, but find something that, that fits you and what mm-hmm. you like and what feels good to you. But you want to also make sure that it's biblical. And the only way of finding out whether or not it's biblical is to get in the Bible and also read the Bible for yourself. Do so a little work. It, yeah, do the Bible app as well.
0: Yeah. No, that uh, and I think it, it's not a coincidence too, how many times you open the Bible app and the, the verse of the day or the plan that day is exactly what you just got done going through or feeling or talking about. Um, so yeah, I think the more you dive in, the more. You show that, hey, I want a little reciprocation. And it is granted when you are consistent.
1: Yeah, That's cool. Exactly. And then jump in a Bible reading plan, which you can find on that Bible app, right? Or a devotion, yep. which will well, take you through. And tidbits. one I loved
0: was the Old Testament and New Testament for a day, every day of the year, 365 days, and you'll complete the entire Bible. I've listened to that and read that now two different times or one each. Um, and you will always get something that you didn't remember or didn't register or it didn't stick out to you the last time you read this but now all of a sudden this is talking to you more and again like the more you go to them right the more we seek the more we surrender the more we're given uh, because we're looking for the right stuff yeah so that's pretty cool man well i'm super proud of you guys i think just some quick info december of 2018 you know we had a hundred and something people in a in a high school building And then COVID hit, and we had to go online for a year. Our building was getting built. It was dirt at the time. Um, It probably took, was it 21 Easter? I believe it was Easter of 21. So for over two, about two and a half years, even while we could be in person, we couldn't be in person. Right. Um, And Mm -hmm. the fact that you guys went to online and stayed there and have built this building and have done the growth that we've, it's, it's incredible. And it's so obvious to me that there are supernatural God powers directing this thing. And it's motivating to see people be obedient and steadfast. And so I just am proud of both of you and I'm super thankful to be your friend and have you be kind of a spiritual leader in my life, man.
1: Yeah. Well, thanks. I really appreciate the fact that you and Jamie are apart and I love having you guys as friends and, I really like coming on to your podcast. Thanks, so. buddy. We'll have to
0: do episode two. Maybe we'll get yeah. a, an apologetics 101, even though oh, you're not. Yeah,
1: I'll, I'll, I can give a little bit. I like, I like right. a little bit of cosmology. We'll throw it out there.
0: That's cool. Well, dude, I hope you have a great day. It was awesome to see you. And uh, yeah, if you're looking, peninsulalife.com. It's in Gig Harbor, Washington. Even if you're not around, reach out because I think connecting with people like this can get you connected better in your, your hometown by getting some direct advice or direct questions answered, stuff like that. I know we're always open to, as a church, to fielding those. And um, if you need prayer, if you don't need recommendation, you just need somebody to lift something up, uh, send it our way. We're doing that every day. We did it this morning at men's group every Sunday. Uh, So we just encourage you to reach out and follow the church on Instagram, Peninsula Church. Um, There's always good updates on there. So, with that, I will let you get back to your day because I'm sure there's been people trying to knock on your door while you're taking a 45-minute break or so on a work day.
1: So <laughs> that's all, all right. It's but
0: uh, I'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thank you.
1: All right, man. See ya.
0: Later.